Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. As most of you know, I've said this on the podcast a number of times before, and those who've uh, followed uh, my career, which is you know really not a big career to follow, but my background is actually as a therapist. And our guest today, we're going to talk a lot about the psychology, not like super crazy deep, but we're going to talk about uh, working with an organization that can help you understand, I think, a lot more uh, of not just about your clients, but the business community. And we're going to be taking this from a very different take which I'm excited about. So Jean-Vievre Thayer is our guest today. So Jean-Vievre, welcome to the show. Hi, Matt. Thanks a lot. Glad to be here. Well, I want to know how, one, about your history, because I love my history question. That's my favorite question to ask everybody. But you are the co-founder and a business consultant. You do executive and leadership coaching for Beacon Partners. So tell us how you got that moniker. So I spent uh, nearly 20 years in the financial services business and one thing that I always appreciated was the ability to step back and, and look how things look at how things are being done, you know, what was needed, what wasn't needed, and creating efficiencies. And something that I also really loved was the interpersonal workplace dynamics. So how can I effectively communicate to get what I need in the organization? And how can I, in fact, show my peers? Uh, my colleagues, how how they can do that as well to really make sure that we're working efficiently. So my partner, Meg, and I created Beacon Partners out of what we thought was a pretty important need in the business community of professional services that would foster some really significant pillars of uh, making your business great. Well, we all want to make our businesses great, right? I, I love the idea of the power of communication. In fact, I don't believe people understand that how much power are involved with language and words and communication and how it can change absolutely everything if you do it more efficiently and effectively. So let's talk about that. What makes, if I bring you in, what, what does it do? I mean, what, what are you going to do for my organization? Is that a fair starting question? Sure. Uh, okay. Well, if we were to focus uh, from a consultative perspective and you're bringing us in, and saying, well, you know, I've got a great team and they've got awesome technical skills, but there's just something missing. There's, you know, stuff just doesn't flow right. It doesn't flow fast enough. There, there are certainly some bottlenecks. And because when you have an organization, no matter if it's really small or fairly large, you're, you're going to have lots of different personalities. So if you, they were to bring us in, and have us really look at how their organization is structured, what what are their teams look like, and really delve into the detail of, well, what do you want for your firm? Where do you believe the bottlenecks are? Where do you think the communication issues exist? Because you have usually people from lots of different backgrounds, sometimes communication doesn't flow the way that it needs to. People could be extroverted, and you have introverted people, and maybe they don't necessarily, not that they're not getting along, but they really don't know how to communicate well and, and get their needs met. Your, your role as you work for a business is to get your job done and you have certain roles and responsibilities. 
And so when there are bottlenecks in terms of communication, if there are issues with, you know, the emotions and the boundaries of, of each individual person, uh, that's all very necessary to look at because you could have a great product, you could have a great marketing strategy and branding strategy, but at the end of the day, your team is really what makes that as great as it as it should be. Uh, and if your team is not necessarily getting the communication side of it, you don't see a, a productive environment. All right, John Vieb. So here's here's the. Uh... Um, I usually don't pull out the big guns this early in a podcast, but I was just on a call with a friend of mine. So he's an advisor. He's with a very large company and he's got a partner and he just called me and said, Matt, because I was their coach for like 10 years. Dude, I'm having some serious communication issues. I'm, I'm having morale issues because of our communication. But here's the thing. We know who's the bottleneck. Mm-hmm. It's one of the partners. One of the owners, how do you, I'm totally putting you on the spot, (laughs) but I mean, how, so when it's from the top down, which I'm sure you deal with all the time, can you give our audience just a little bit of advice on, on how you can help uh, unbottleneck the bottleneck? Yeah. It usually is from the top down because your, your employees act the way that management sets the, the precedent uh, around. So if you are unclear, if you flip-flop, if you give partial detail, then you have people scrambling to try to figure things out and maybe read your mind, which we know doesn't work very well. It very often is a miscommunication from the top. And just like a domino effect, it sort of funnels down. And I think for any organization that's struggling with that, you really have to take a step back and look at how things are being done take a a very deep dive and and assess your values as a firm because your values in turn become the identity uh, both internally and externally with your your employees as well as your your clients. So very often it requires an uh, your own self-assessment, you know, if you sit back and and really think about well, what are those bottlenecks, asking certain questions and maybe coming to the end point, which is, well, perhaps I'm the bottleneck. And if you have the ability to have some colleagues sort of work with you on that, and if you have multiple partners in a firm, I think it would it would be best to really have everyone get together and have a very honest conversation. That's That's the only way to do it, to really look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. And when you find out the ugly, to make a plan, a strategic plan, and stick with it and work on it. How do you highlight that ugly though? So is this a trust falls? Is this a, you know, getting everybody in a room and doing a personality assessment? Because that self-assessment for some, some a lot of business owners, as you know, it's very hard to yeah. do and they're resistant to it. I mean, is it trust falls? I think that's the key, isn't it? It, it could be trust falls. Uh, you know, it's, there's, there, there's so many assessments that you can take that are out there, but the problem is if you're not recognizing that the issue may in fact stem from your own behaviors uh, and your lack of communication, it is really difficult to convince somebody that, Hey, you know, maybe you should go and look at this. You're not going to see people who are an employee going to the CEO and saying, hey, I think you should take this emotional quotient test. So that is a a fine balance. But as I mentioned, you know, if you have uh, multiple people in in senior leadership roles, it's really incumbent upon them 
to to be very honest and say, you know, we're noticing some things, we're getting some feedback. Sometimes CEOs don't want to hear the ugly, but it's it's necessary. And I think anyone who has great leadership skills will be able to take a step back or who wants to have good leadership skills should be taking a step back and saying, how can I do things differently? And what can I do today that's even better than what I did yesterday? And and part of that is to really look at emotional quotient and try to work towards, you know, optimizing your emotional quotient, because we know that people who do have uh, high EQs, they are better leaders. And part of that is the self-awareness component. And that's critical. A lot of advisors have just fallen into becoming CEOs and, and haven't really paid attention to their own EQ. Would you mind defining what EQ is and then how you use EQ tools or, or that as a foundation for your consulting and, and, and helping sure. people? So a very basic explanation of EQ is that you are operating within the framework and are mindful of five key elements, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, social skills. So when you're talking about EQ, it's not just about, I have this job that I need to do. I'm the CEO. I'm going to get it done. However, I need to get it done. There are certain interpersonal skills and there's certainly a culmination of that combined with emotions and being able to stay very even keel, you know, in difficult situations and stressful situations, understanding that when you're delivering a message to your peers who may be on the executive level as well, or maybe individuals that work for your firm that are, uh, you know, regular employees, not leadership, and being able to deal with and understand from their side, their perceptions and emotions. Those are all very key components of emotional quotient. But really the self-aware, it begins at the self-awareness. If I'm in a particularly stressful situation and I'm just flipping out and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm the CEO and my staff is seeing that, then that's not a very good representation of what I need to, to look like and act like as a CEO. Your, your role, a true leadership role is to motivate and inspire. So those types of behavior aren't motivating or inspiring. And so... When we look at the emotional component of EQ, it's how well are you able to, to regulate your emotions and the whole purpose and function of emotion, really, it, it can be boiled down to two things. They're meant to inter- help you interpret your environment and then move you into action and respond in real time. So when you have a good command of, of your emotions and the emotions of others, then that's really beneficial for an organization. And it's really key. All right. So, jean Viev, when you are meeting with uh, an organization, uh, one of the things that you said earlier was was the importance of a, a set of core values and an understanding of not only how people communicate, but what they want to communicate. How do you help people tease that stuff out so that when they're working on their brand or their mission statement or their company values, that they can use that in the whole image that they've created for their client experience? I think the most important part when we go into a business and our meetings can range from one meeting to five meetings so that we can really go in and understand what they're really looking for and to understand, well, you you're, you say your values are this, but from what I'm seeing, 
on maybe your website or other things. If you have multiple partners, maybe there's a mismatch in terms of values. Our part is is to really come in and understand what your perspectives are, where you'd like to go. And then it's our job to, if you were to engage with us from an EQ perspective to, to help develop that out, first, it would be the educational component. So really understanding how your values are created within your firm and how you teach the people that work for you what those values are and to live it and breathe it. And it's a, it's a combination of insight as well as skill development. I want, for all of the firms that, that we work with and that I've worked with over the years, I, I want when a client to come in that they understand, like from an expectation standpoint, what the client experience is going to be like. And I've always thought that that did start with value. So that's super cool that that's a huge component of what you do. And let's talk a little bit more about what you do. So you have three kinds of engagement. And we've really focused on, you know, kind of the business consulting and and the, the leadership coaching, which by the way, I think leadership coaching is so needed in financial services because so few people understand what it truly means to be a leader. And John Viev, you've done a great job of of already highlighting some of the personality traits and some of the focus that you should have being a leader. But let's talk about this third silo which is something I know absolutely nothing about uh, besides the notes that I got to prepare for the show. Would you mind talking about this seminar workshop thingy? Our seminar was created as an additional component to our offerings because my business partner and I, having over 50 years combined experience in financial services, absolutely believe that there is, we agree with you, there is a need for it. Just because you have a company and your name is on the door does not mean that you have great leadership qualities. And second, we believe that no matter uh, what someone does in a particular organization, whether they're a receptionist all the way up to the CEO, they should have leadership qualities. When I'm looking to hire a person who has great technical skills, I also need to make sure that they're coming into my office with the ability to take ownership of their job and their responsibilities to be able to very eloquently anticipate what what maybe my needs are as a business owner, what my other team members' needs are, and really for everyone to have those key elements. So we created the seminar with the idea of pushing out more information about emotional quotient to listen not only from an insight perspective, but also to work through skill development and this is a long process. You, you can't do a seminar in a day and say, okay, great. I, I know everything that I need to know. It's really building upon your skills over time. I'm a huge reader. I read about four hours a day and that's everything from articles or blogs or books. And I'm very interested in emotional quotient and the psychology behind people. It's one thing to have the technical abilities. It's quite another to have to have the ability to work well with others, to understand how you work, how you need to work, and how to interface with individuals that you also work with to create a really great work environment where everyone has a synergy and everyone gets what they need at the end of the day. So for those of you who are thinking, not only is this amazing information, but they can start to see why we wanted to have 
Jean Viev, representing Beacon Partners here, to talk about uh, what, what she's been talking about. Because if everybody is rowing in the same direction, everything works more smoothly. Not, not just your internal operations and your systems and processes, your financial planning, your trading, whatever else you do, but also your marketing and communication and your branding and all of those pieces, all of a sudden, everybody, there's this feeling of unity that moves the ball so much faster and farther down the field than you might be right now if you bring in a consultant and understand truly how people communicate because communication is what ruins most relationships, right? And also having those expectations, as Jean Viev said earlier, of when you don't really know what's expected of you or you're making assumptions of expectations, that really can make you make you fall down. All right, what else should people know? Because I, I still want to ask you some questions about who you are as a human. So what else should people know about Beacon or about you or engaging you uh, before we get a little bit personal here? I think what people should know uh, about Beacon Partners is we're really interested in serving the businesses that are on the smaller scale, because we've really tailored our program to work very well for the small business owner, the entrepreneur, who maybe doesn't have the bench strength that a huge corporation has, but your business is equally as important. And I think that that's key. Um, for small business owners, any interruption in how you're doing business, if you have a lot of turnover, if you just can't seem to get things right where you want them to be, it's really important to have a good partnership with an outside uh, consultant who is looking at things a little differently than you are, understanding and appreciating your values as a business owner, but someone that can come in and say, well, I've looked at these couple of things. You've told me these few things, and you know, I want to dive a little deeper. And oftentimes, even though we're consultants, we're bringing in our coaching experience and the types of questions that we're asking that are specifically more open-ended questions versus a yes or no answer question, because we really want to pull that detail out. And I think to your point, communication is a huge thing. You communicate to people outside of your organization that comes through your, your values are uh, basically so critical. Your values are so critical because those form your identity of your firm, of, of how your internal people view your firm and your external people. Communication, if you don't do it well, you could potentially lose clients, lose employees. So it's all interconnected. And I think I always love to use the example of a gear system in that every component of your business, whether it's the eight pillars that we focus on as Beacon Partners and looking, coming in and assessing the business, or the people that work for you, or even yourself, it's a gear system. And when one gear isn't working, the others can't work efficiently. So it's really important to take a step back frequently, uh, maybe every year, and really look at your wins, what are some of the things that you'd like to change or improve. And that's certainly easier to do when you have a great partnership with an outside firm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. When you're not working or reading, what do you do for fun? I spend a lot of time with my family. I have two kids and um, they're still fairly young and fun and they're not teenagers yet. So they don't, they don't think I'm too nerdy. So um, we have a lot of fun and uh, we go to the beach quite a bit here on uh, in New, beautiful New Jersey. And my family has a, a beach house and we spend an inordinate amount of time there. Hmm. If you uh, think about your hero, who's your hero? 
I think my hero, I have many, um, but someone that I always was really fascinated with was Sally Ride. Okay. I'm sure I should know who that is, <laughs> but what, why, why does that name somewhat ring a bell, but not is, I don't have a clear picture. She is an American astronaut. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. And she was the first American woman in space. Um, I, I don't know the year, but I do know that she was the first woman in space. Wow. We were just watching, uh, my wife and I were just watching a show called uh, One Strange Rock, mm. which uh, interviews all of these astronauts who'd have been in space for over a thousand days. And uh, uh, I don't know if she was on it or not, but uh, maybe that's why I recognized it. All right. Uh, next question is, if you if you had all of the money in the world that you ever needed, what, what would you do? That's a big question. I think if I had all the money in the world... I would do lots of different things. One uh, would be to sal- satisfy my desire for from a philanthropic perspective. I think that there's a lot that could be done, uh, a lot of good that could be done. So I would focus on that. And I think I would try to travel the world. I, I love different cultures, trying different foods, meeting different people, hearing different languages. So I would do quite a bit of traveling. When you think about history, since you are such an avid reader, do you have a favorite person in history? And if so, why? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess because I'm based out of Princeton, New Jersey, I guess I have to give a nod to Einstein, a really, really brilliant individual. You, you might not be surprised at how many people say that. <laughs> uh, he, he's, a, he's a regular when I ask that question on the show. That, that people really do look to him as not just a person who was a genius, obviously on a genius level, but, but a pretty amazing uh, human being. What is one thing that you recommend most to family, friends, or clients? So this can be a book, a TED Talk, anything along those lines. Do you have kind of have a go-to thing that you uh, seem to hand out more than others? I love reading articles on Harvard Business Review. I mean, I think their articles, their content is fantastic. And I do spend quite a bit of time reading their, their stuff. And I think if I, in terms of sharing, I probably share articles from there the most. Do you, uh, do you listen to the HBR idea cast? I do not. Oh my gosh. It's such a great podcast. It's so, so, so good. So they, they highlight some of those articles and then they'll bring on the authors of those articles and interview them. It's really good and they're short, which is nice. I think they're like, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes. So they're really easy. You know, if you're, uh, you don't want to walk or whatever, you can digest a a couple of those. Last question that I have for you. What is your mantra or motto or something you say to yourself to keep yourself focused and on track when you are kind of off track? Something I say to my, my young daughters every single day, my older daughter can be a bit shy. And when things can be kind of scary for her, I developed a motto and it's, it's very simple and that's be smart, be brave, be strong. And I found myself every time I said that to her, I, I thought to myself, gosh, that's really good advice for myself. The, the world of entrepreneurship is very scary. There are a lot of unknowns and it takes a big leap to leap of faith to venture into that world. And, you know, to be smart about the decisions you're making brave in that, you know, it may not be great now, but if you keep working at it, you'll get to the point where you want to be and strong to just persevere, even when days are tough and you get you hear a lot of no's when you're an entrepreneur, but you, you have to be tough to, to be able to withstand that. 
all men to hear and a lot of no's as an entrepreneur. I absolutely <laughs> agree with you on that one. Yeah. It's more no's than yeses. Yeah. You know, somebody had said to me, could you imagine if a baseball player hit like 800? I was like, you know, or if they hit 400, they're in the hall of fame. Right. right? And so I always think of that when, as an entrepreneur, that I'm going to get up to bat as many times as I can, but I understand that if I'm batting 350, I'm still an all-star. Yeah. Right. Yep. So. All right. Well, you do have the attention of, of uh, our listenership. What should they do? So if they want to engage you, do you have anything going on right now? What's the best way for them to contact you and find out more about your services? Please? Absolutely. So if you are in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, somewhere close to there that you feel like driving, we do have a great seminar that we're kicking off September 17th. And that's going to be a full day workshop. And that will be facilitated and led by psychotherapist that we've joined together with. That's really going to be fascinating and it's going to be a great entree for the topic of emotional quotient. In fact, that seminar is titled The Business of EQ and it's specifically designed for people who are in the business world, whether you're nonprofit or for-profit, and it's going to be a really great day with a lot of hands-on work and a tremendous amount of insight to get you interested in that topic. And I would say if you're also, um, we service individuals, businesses from Boston all the way down to Delaware. So if you have a need, if you're a financial advisor uh, or an accountant or an attorney, we work with those as, those individuals as well and those types of businesses, I'd say visit our website. It's yourbeaconjourney.com. And we would be happy to have a conversation with you. And we will make sure that we have show notes and registration links in, uh, or I'm sorry, we'll make sure we have the links for those those different things, especially uh, registration for that seminar coming up in September. We'll make sure that those are in the show notes. So Jean Viev, thank you so much for being a great guest on our show today. Thank you for having me, Matt. It was wonderful. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, I have no idea why you haven't subscribed yet. We've done like 180 of these things. Come on, people, subscribe. If you uh, know somebody who really should hear this, which by the way, I'm going to forward this to the gentleman I was talking about earlier in the podcast, so that he can understand that, that there are good resources like the Beacon Partners out there. Uh, so make sure that you share. And again, if you have a topic idea or do you have any feedback, uh, you can also put these in the uh, comment section, whether that's on Blueberry, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever. We love reading those. It's one of the reasons why we've started dropping some more mini series and gotten some good feedback. So make sure that you provide us with a little bit of feedback. We'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. And finally, if you do want to communicate with us directly, um, I'm one of those weirdos who do check his email all the time. Not incessantly, of course, but <laughs> just minor obsessively. Matt at Top Advisor M, and that M is for marketing.com. You can reach out to me directly if you'd like to talk about podcasting yourself or if you have a great idea for a podcast. So for everybody at Beacon and Jean Thayer, and for everybody at Top Advisor Marketing, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.